Welcome to the Men Among Demons podcast. In a disoriented world, this is the podcast that asks what would happen if we truly put Christ at the center of our thinking. I'm your host, Dr. Daniel Opperwall. And I'm your host, Dr. Greg Weeb. Hi, Greg. Hey, man. Uh, Well, hi, Greg, and uh, welcome, Sarah Fair. Uh, We have a guest for our episode today, Sarah Fair, who is one of our patrons. uh, And we got into a rather interesting conversation a few weeks back, or maybe a month or so back, uh, with Sarah about one of our episodes when she joined us talking about paganism, which has been a theme for the show uh, quite frequently. Uh, And uh, Sarah has a really interesting background in history, and I'll let you talk a little uh, more about it, Sarah, but you've actually been uh, a neo-pagan at some point. Uh, Yeah, yeah, about 20 years ago now. (laughs) Um, I... Well, I basically took a Christian, a religious studies course in university, one of those Christianity before 1500 courses, and it broke my world. And <laughs> so I decided I, I, I decided I couldn't be a Christian. I was sort of a nominal Christian. I wasn't, I hadn't been baptized. I thought I wanted to be a Catholic. I didn't know what I wanted to be. I was in university. You forget to do things in university. I didn't end up converting or anything like that, even though I had been a real sore point with my mom. <laughs> I was like, please give me consent when I was younger. And she said, no. And she was totally right to do that, I feel. But um, anyway, so I totally forgot to convert <laughs> and take classes and do what you had to do. And then I took this Christian religious studies course. And it was, of course, it tells you all the bad stuff, all the messy stuff that we all know about even as Orthodox Christians. It's totally. But when you're 20, nothing, nothing's supposed to be messy. So I thought, well, if I can't keep my faith in this, in the light of all this stuff, then maybe I have no business being a Christian, right? It wasn't like God was wrong. It was me that was wrong. So, and at the time I'd been learning about weirdly, just synchronistically with a bunch of my friends, actually, on different paths. We were all doing it differently about Wicca and neo-paganism and earth-based spirituality. There's a ton of different names for all this stuff. And neo-paganism is kind of the, you might call it the umbrella term for a bunch of different stuff. And so I thought I'd research it. And I ended up, after some years, um, finding my way to British traditional Wicca. And this is a more, this is a less public, or should be a less public, as they say, a way of doing things. It's not, it's not the how to be a witch in 10 easy steps books that you can get to freak out your folks. Uh, it's actually groups that have lineages that are going back to a guy called Gerald Gardner and other people, but Gerald Gardner being the the main in Britain, being the main guy that, according to him, he was initiated into a family tradition of witchcraft that you know had been around since however long you know, and he, but he was told that he couldn't pass it on as he was taught it because that was they they had taken oaths and you can't do that unless it was in the family. So, but he really thought witchcraft was kind of dying out. So he um, kind of mixed it up with some Masonic stuff and Kabbalah stuff. You can, if you, if you could clearly, like I now know that it's exactly true. It's not, that's not, that's not slandering him. That's (laughs) actually true. Um, And he made what he thought was an approximation anyway, of what he had learned. And uh, yeah. And so, I could count myself when I was initiated as the seventh or the eighth, the eighth from, from Gerald Gardner in the lineage, in a certain lineage of a branch. So um, this is, that's these eight, are not- That's eight generations or what? Eight sort of, yeah, eight, gen, like eight- um, Like eight, are you talking about three, like a couple of hundred years ago, Gerald Gardner? No, no, no. He's He was in the 1940s. Oh, uh, okay. And so it's eight priests or priestesses. So oh. the the-, the, the Males initiate the females and the females initiate the males. So whatever. So the high priestess would initiate a male priest and the high priest would initiate a female priest. So, so I was, you know, you go priest, priestess, priest, priestess, whatever (laughs) that. So, um, so that's what I was. So, um, I can't tell you like it's 20 years out of date now, as far as any of my info, but my experiences, I can kind of, well, I won't tell you the exact experiences because nobody needs to know that. And it's a Christian podcast and there's things you just shouldn't, 
you don't need to know. Um, now, I'm, now I'm very curious. No, no, no. It's, it's not even, it's not even that. It's just basically I wanted to explain or why I wrote those comments was we talked and talked to, well, you guys mentioned paganism a lot and you mentioned it as a function of uh, like Augustine's ideas of paganism, which I'm working my way slowly through the city of God. <laughs> um, and he basically comes to some conclusions in parts of it that, you know, the gods are either real but demonic or they're human constructs and demons have kind of in, sort of inhabited those human constructs, right? Is kind of what he tends to look at. And being a witch, like I have to tell you that being a witch, you, you never say, well, we're going to go out and worship the devil under the full moon or, you know, all the stuff that you hear about in the movies and that. It's, it's not It's not about that. It's about the if you want to break it down to over, to simplified things it's mother earth and 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 father son or that kind of idea right it's it's the it's nature spirituality so um we'd still consider it idolatry as christians of course um but they're not they're not running around trying to cause ill you know <laughs> like like you hear about the you know souring the milk and you know all that nah they're not trying to do that <laughs> <laughs> right. There, and there that. was some of that, like there was certain, you know, there's been that kind of thing, right. Drawing down the moon and, and, you know, cursing crops and things like that. That's been going on forever. But, uh, you know, as you, as you work your way through Augustine, you'll like, you'll find that that's, he talks a bit about that and and will use terms. I, uh, you know, he'll use terms like magic or sorcery, uh, you know, whatever the, whatever the Latin and, and Greek uh, loan words are um and uh but like when he's talking about paganism it there's you know it's not like though those those are sort of um sort of special uh sub sub varieties of them but he's talking about very public yes he is uh, very public you know ritual religion um sacramental kinds of kinds of orders yeah, exactly. And and we so in neopaganism it's it's less about that because of course it, it grew up in the forties, fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties was a big time for it. And so you were living in largely Christian societies. In England in the forties and fifties, you still had the Fortune Tellers Act and the Fraudulent Mediums Act that if people found you they could they could charge you with stuff. I forget what the penalties were. They were time in prison or fines or something like this. So and now they don't have those anymore, uh, I think. But um, so people were, were very cloak and daggerish about the whole thing because they they were people in respectable places in society a lot of times, and they didn't want to be, you know, outed. And, and there's actual legal risk. Yeah, there was legal risk at the time. Mm -hmm. um, um, nowadays, I would say traditional traditional Wicca, which is the smaller. You know, there's a lot of people that call themselves witches and pagans, and they've read a book and they light candles, and uh, it's not, it's just they don't have any, they just say, That's what I am. There's probably a lot of Christians like that too. <laughs> I guess I was one of them for a while. <laughs> but that's not what you're talking about, right? You're I'm, talking, I'm talking about, about having about, been plugged into something. It's a, it's, it is a mystery tradition. I mean, it's 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 like the Eleusinian. It's not the same, but it's like like the Eleusinian or the Dionysian mysteries or the those old mysteries from Rome. Like it has that quality to it. So yeah, it it was different. You're you're describing a period of time earlier, at least, where getting involved in this kind of thing is is potentially going to send you to jail. Uh, and people are doing it anyway. So what's what is the appeal of it? either now or then or 20 years ago when you were involved over and against something like Christianity that that would be sufficient for someone to want to risk I think that. I think I think the main thing in the 40s and 50s was actually in in England I'm talking about was actually to find something kind of real because what was anglicanism it was what you did because you were part of the village so you went to the church like to them it uh, to, to some of those people, it just wasn't, uh, it wasn't real. Some, some people were into, um, just, well, reviving some kind of real British culture, like Christianity had colonialized something in England's past that 
you know, was no longer available and they, and they wanted to find what that is. Um, I mean, there's been folk magic around for, there's still folk magic around. It, it hasn't gone away. Um, I'm sure there's still people in, in out of the way places that do things like have charms and th- like, I'm, it, it's always been around. Every culture's had it. Every culture will probably still have it. There are Christian cultures that have folk magic. The evil eye, for example, that's not a Christian thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> but there's so, like so. There's something about there's something about trying to recover a kind of uh, lo- a lost locality, a lost, a lost local. Yeah, yeah a lost local. And in thing. Can, like in Canadian terms, I mean, it's maybe a bit risky, but like this, this is kind of um, a kind of indigeneity or something, right? Something. Yeah, I think what that belongs people, to the place. Yeah, and this is what, and this is what happens in some neo paganisms is they, if they do, they take like white people will take um, indigenous stuff, but they won't know enough about it and they'll use it. And, and other indigenous uh, indigenous people are like, what are you doing? Like you, <laughs> you shouldn't do that, you know? Um, but I think for, for me anyway, it was exactly, I was like, well, if I'm not a Christian, what, what should I be being? And I thought, you know, you know, we're in, we have environmental issues. We have, all this stuff. And here's this spirituality that says we, we all, we honor the wheel of the year. We honor growing and dying. We honor birth and death. We honor uh, fertility, shall we say? And, <laughs> and, and I'm the time when it's not fertile, right? We honor it all or they do. And I wanted to be a part of that. Like I thought that this, it made more sense to me than this is my thought 20 years ago, than a, guy on a cross that I couldn't I couldn't understand because there'd been 800,000 translations of the Bible and what was really right and if I'm the cause of original sin why do I really want to be here <laughs> right like that was where I was I think I don't believe that now but <laughs> um, yeah 20 20 years ago so like early 2000s that's what you're talking yeah, about yeah yeah. And so, and, you know, like environmental questions are very much, you know, deep seated in, in our culture and, and like concerns about climate change and so forth. Like, is that yeah. part of it? Is that sort of what I'm, I'm sort of hearing you saying? Sort of. Yeah. In a lot of ways, it was more about like, I guess I was thinking to myself, well, where's, where's nature in all of this Christianity? What if nature isn't just as, you know, so this evil untamed thing that a lot of Western Christian authors kind of tend to I mean, later ones kind of tended to say uh, it was, it will, well, you know, women's nature or nature in general is this, we have to, we have to control it or tame it or, and I got sick of hearing that, I guess. And I thought, well, what if, what if this is more what we should be doing? What if, what if I don't need to go to heaven? What if heaven doesn't ex- what if it's not really about heaven in in Wicca? It's it's a there's a kind of a reincarnation idea that goes on a little bit. Um, Gerald Gardner wrote in one of his books, I think it was the meaning of witchcraft. Um, he said the biggest thing that a, a coven, a group of witches can can have, is to be reincarnated with each other again in another life, like to keep doing their thing. <laughs> Like that's, so I was just, you know, it was a total cycle. It's all like all about just living in the cycle and the cycle of nature and just playing, like playing the role, you know, it's not about breaking out of it towards heaven or the, you know, the kingdom of God. It's like, it's just living in the, in the sort of mythic, mythic rhythms. Yeah. There is, there is a certain amount of ego, uh, ego transcendence in a way because you, because um the the point of witchcraft the the major the one sort of caveat you have is if it if it harms none do what you will i mean how how could anything not harm anybody but if it harms none do what you will so you you your idea should be to 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 be as as careful as you can with anything you do whether it's ritual or or quote unquote spell or whatever um because it comes back on you it's this karma thing it comes back on you threefold. Some people say so. <laughs> so there's that. That's that's the that's the idea of that's the one thing that sort of hems you in is to say like if you don't want the consequences, then don't do the thing that you shouldn't do. But if you don't care, then <laughs> I guess you can. <laughs> Thank you.
So the, this sounds, this sense of connection with well, what I would call the created order, but yeah. may, maybe a, maybe a Wiccan wouldn't. But the nature, you know, the physical universe, the cycles of things, um, it, it, that sounds kind of appealing to me. Just sitting here talking, uh, it sounds like it taps into something that maybe maybe is significant and does matter. And maybe we should be doing more of whether we're, you know, as humans and, and as, as Christians, yeah. Yeah, but, the, but you're not still a Wiccan. No. So, no. <laughs> so, I mean, would you, would you sort of agree? A, would you tend to say that, that, that aspect of things, well, would you agree with me that there's an appeal to that? Is, yes, there's is, an appeal. Is my free, yeah. Okay. And yeah. Then, the, the, the follow-up question, which might help elucidate the first question is, so why, why, why aren't you still doing that? I don't know. Well, that's, that's interesting. honest answer, but I'll tell you, I'll make it better than that. Cause that's a boring episode. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, I was in my group for about, uh, three, well, two and a half years, I guess. In that time I lost a partner due to cancer. It was, the group was kind of, one of the things that kept me going, I was quite happy to stay there. One day I was dry, riding home on a Greyhound bus or, well, a bus that it might not have been actually Greyhound, but one of those types of buses from university. And I was reading the book of Marjorie Kemp of all things. So this is a um, English mystic from the, uh, what, the 1400s, I think. And uh, she she went to the Holy Land and documented her 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 things. She was just a lay person. Um, not an anchoress like Julian of Norwich or whatever. But uh, so I'm reading this book for a class I'm taking in my master's degree, and I I put the book down, and I'm just sitting on the bus, and there's this weird moment that I can't even. It, it was just a moment where I went, of course Christ is the Son of God, and God's God, and from then on. I mean, just from that little moment, it just took weeks and months to figure it all out. But things started to change. I couldn't stay being a witch anymore. I couldn't do it. I had I had to follow what that meant. And so, I honestly, I'm a Christian now, and I will. I I hope to never to never fall away. I mean, not that I, you know, who knows how good a Christian I am, but you know, <laughs> we're all sinners, of course. Um, but I, I, there's no lot like people, some people can say, well, I was an atheist and then I thought I would become a theist. And then I thought I would, I, I found, you know, um, Christianity from there, you know, there, there's this intellectual progression for me. It was weirdly almost instinctive or something. And so that's why I say, I don't know why I'm a Christian because I do, but I don't. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, and I, I certainly completely resonate with that as as a as a narrative history, as a, like what happened. Uh, I almost wonder if there's any other way. I mean, you 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 mentioned some people maybe make an intellectual progression into the faith. Yeah, but there's always this other. Uh, yeah, where yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I think there's always a kind of leap, or there's something, or what what Greg likes to call it, a locution, which is what a you, locution. Yeah, yeah, where it's just something is kind of becomes. Uh, yeah, you well a moment exactly like what you're describing, yeah. where there's just a certain no, no, kind of realization. Nobody, nobody locuted to me, but <laughs> well, I mean, it doesn't need to be. But anyway, I mean, like there's always, and maybe that's maybe there is no way for that not to be the case. I mean, you have to kind of make a certain jump yeah. from where you are. So yeah. okay, so so I totally I totally understand what you're saying narratively, and I I would have to to say the same basic thing if someone asked me that question well you know why did you stop being an atheist and become a christian um but but is like looking back i'm wondering because now like for in my own case i could look back now and say you know however much i knew it at the time or didn't know it at the time you know these are the things that i would now identify as you know gaps or or things that just were not yeah well gaps gaps in my belief or my the, the structure of how i looked at the world do you do you see things looking back at your Wiccan neo-pagan days that you would say like, these are the, these are the things I, you know, I needed Christ for or, or however you might phrase it. There was another wee point uh, in, in this where uh, my partner was in the hospital. He was, he was dying. There wasn't any choice really. He was dying. We couldn't stop it. And I was talking to something and it wasn't the gods of my 
craft. I knew that. I just said, please. And it was a single entity, like in my soul, in my self, it was a single entity or whatever I was talking to, as opposed to these sort of small nature kind of ideas. And it was like, please, please take him, please take him. Even if you have to take him tomorrow and I can't see him, please, please don't let him suffer anymore. Like I was talking to something that wasn't whatever I thought I would talk to in my page. Like I knew I was going beyond that. Um, and so I, I, I never see, I never repudiated. I repudiated my own sense of being a Christian, but I never said God is a, well, I went through um, some intellectual moments where I might've said, you know, this, 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 this story can't be the truth. It, It seems weird to me or whatever, but, but I think in my heart of hearts, I didn't really ever say God is not God. And so I think when you say something like that, it it does set up something in your soul. That's really hard to, to get out of your soul. I think it, it, I think it would. Um, So I think I always had a little bit of a gateway there if I only allowed it to open a bit, but I kept shutting it off because I was like, I don't want this. any. it doesn't, I I want to be a a, a witch. I want to be a pagan. I want to, you know, I just, so there were gaps. I mean, there were, there were places I, I used to read, I mean, scandal, scandal, but I used to read tarot cards. I used to listen, you know, deal with the Norse runes cause I could feel them and that was cool. And I used to do things like that, which I mean, the Bible utterly, utterly condemns. There's no, <laughs> there's no ifs, ands or buts about that. Right. And I've long since repented of that, but, um, in a sense, I'll still repent it till the day I die, I think. But, um, but yeah, like Christ, um, when I became a Christian, I realized that Christ is the fulfillment of what I was doing before. It's not, this wasn't like this horrible, evil, anti-Christ thing. It just wasn't Christ. It just wasn't Christ. And being not Christ is not the same as being like opposed to Christ in in the way that you think of uh like a Satan a Satanist from the Church of Satan might be, which, you know, it's all about the ego and the self and the this kind of from what I know, I never went there. But um so when I found Christ and Orthodox Christianity specifically actually, I realized that I could have what I thought I needed from paganism right right there. And it was Christ, so it was even better. That's really interesting. It, talking about the the experience of the one to whom you were praying really strikes me. You you had a kind of access mentally. That's some, maybe not quite the right word, but you you know you could have directed your thoughts towards these. What I think you described as little gods. Uh, whether they're there really or not, I, you know, I don't know, but you certainly could have directed your mind towards them in prayer or invoked those kinds of powers or cast a spell towards what you were aiming at. But you, you, you didn't, you wanted to reach beyond that. Like there's just, it's just clear. Yeah, I just, I mean, I feel like I know exactly what you mean. Like there's just, there's this layer that's the foundational layer that when push comes to shove, you, you have to reach toward how, however well it works to maybe, and like, so I wonder if this is a connection point between uh, your experience and practice of neo-paganism and the kind of what we sort of are referring to as a, a kind of type of secular paganism in the world around us today that sure focuses on these shallower level things, which maybe are not even, they're almost like they may be evil. They may be uh, good. They may be just neutral. Who knows? But, but the bottom line is that they are at the end of the day, whatever they are, is they're shallow, a lot shallower. Well, they're they're the fallen divine. is what they, everything is fall. All that is fallen, right? In mm. Christian terms, we would say it's fallen. And that's the problem. Like that's the, that's the reason yeah. why Christians would say, Oh, I mean, a lot of Christians will say, well, it's the devil. Don't do it. Right. And maybe it is. And I, I'm not trying to 
defend people from that, but I'm saying like the main reason is you shouldn't be worshiping idols is because it's part of the fallen world that you're already in. You're not going to get anywhere by doing right. it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So right. that's, that's exactly what I'm after. Like you're, you're already here. This is already more or less on the same layer as all of us. And so you're just, you're just kind of trapped inside a box and trying to get your way out of it by moving around the stuff that's inside it. And that, that by definition doesn't get you anywhere because you're in the box. I don't even know if you're trying to get out of the box. Well, I, were you, not, were, when you were praying, weren't you trying to get was, you out of the box? When I was praying, I don't know what part of me was praying. It was mm. like my spirit was saying, Abba, Father. Like it was, right, I didn't right. say it, but it was not my intellect that was like my mind that was praying. It was my noose, I suppose. That kind of intellect <laughs> that was praying. Uh, so... Um, but about praying, but praying to a god or that that your tradition of Wicca that you were inhabiting had didn't have a name for. Yeah, there's some talk of the the ancient that the source that's neither female nor male, but it's it, it's a spark of life. It's I don't think it's the same as any sort of um, you know um, first cause or. or that kind of thing. Uh, so is that how you describe like, like looking back, like you think of the one upon whom you called your like No, the one upon whom I called was, is I knew it was that one that I had always called on when I was a Christian. I just didn't want to call it God or Christ. Cause I, I didn't know what was happening to me. I was in this total crisis, right? Like, so I didn't want to, I didn't want to deal with it at that time. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, it's clear in retros like and it was clear that you were reaching beyond you were reaching outside the, uh, outside that tradition yeah exactly yeah. I, I i did and and it, again somebody and i don't know it's i think it's an orthodox writer that wrote something about um being haunted by god is it a book or an essay or something a lot of people use that word god, god haunted um right. ha- haunt, being haunted by god and i think yeah, christ haunted it's like a Flannery O'Connor. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I was going to yeah, say Flannery O'Connor too, talks yeah. about Christ haunted things. Yeah, yeah, Christ haunted, Christ haunted people, I should say. Yeah, yeah, um, and I mean, I think that that's I think that that's how it is. And when I was, a, I believe that neo paganism, like when I when I <laughs> when I became Orthodox Christian, I um I was fascinated with what the priest did because technically I was a lower level, but I was a priestess when I was initiated that we called her that everybody was called a priestess or a priest. Um, and so you, you enacted stuff in, in your s- ceremonies, you did things. And, and so I wanted to know what the priest did. Of course I couldn't be a priest and I knew that in the Orthodox faith, but I was like, well, what are all these tools? And I was like, so kind of interested in all the tools and stuff because I had tools too. <laughs> well, that's that's see, that's very very interesting. So, because yeah. you said in one of your posts something about um, appreciating, or because when, when you found your way back to Christianity, it was specifically Orthodox Christianity that you ended up in, and you said something in one of your posts about needing or appreciating a kind of wildness. There was something in the Orthodox Church that you found that was fulfilling of your of your pagan past that you hadn't seen or hadn't encountered other kinds of christianity um and something and i wonder if there's a connection there with this with the ritual and this stuff anyway just just to prompt you to like so what did you discover about that like as you're paying attention to these things these well i just thought okay well the priest is in the altar doing his stuff and consecrating the the uh, mysteries and things. And so our liturgy is a ritual with a real thing at the center. It's not just a bunch of words and music. There's a real thing there. And that's what I found. I had thought I found in paganism was this real thing. We were celebrating, I don't know, the, the midsummer longest day of longest day of the year thing. And so we did stuff to mark that or, or whatever, right? Like the, the ritual wasn't just kind of, everybody sitting in a room and talking about the gods there, there were things you did on specific times of the year. And um, with something like Orthodox Christianity, or I suppose to some extent, Roman Catholicism, or like with the sacramental faith like that, there's a real center to it. 
that you're you're there. Everybody's there for the life of the world. Everybody's there for that sacrifice. Everybody's there helping to 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 have that sacrifice be, you know, uh, brought down by the power of the Holy Spirit. Like we're we're all there wanting that, or we should be. <laughs> and so that was one thing that I loved because there's an actual like ritual that we're doing that does something real. And also um, the way that we enact things, it's experiential. When I said wildness, I think I meant experiential. So you, you're reenacting in some sense, Christ's um, crucifixion or, or you're, you're even the, the, the poetry of the incarnation at, at nativity, like you're there or at, at theophany, you're, th- you're doing those things, even though it's in a sort of ritualized way, you're still, you're, you're like there. It's, it's about those things. It's, it's not about, well, just another excuse to come hear a sermon. Like, it's not, it's not just pure abstraction. Is yeah. What yeah. yeah it's, it's, there's a concreteness, I think to, well, there's a, there's, I mean, a total concreteness to, you can't, be a Christian and not be concrete. Like Christ was concrete. <laughs> like he, he, he was incarnate. He was, as Dan always likes to say, man, the incarnate logos, right? Like, and so once I got really grokked, shall we say, well, that's an old word. <laughs> once I really got the whole, what incarnation really was, I was like, I don't need to be, I don't need to have these little nature gods anymore because this is the, this is the, I can't, I can't even, it's so amazing. The ordering principle of nature that became a man. <laughs> like, hello, like, it's so awesome. Like, and I mean, awesome, literally awesome. Like it's awe-inspiring. Like, wh- so once I got that, I was like, what the? What was I do? Where have I been all my life? Is what I asked myself. <laughs> I, I think it's interesting because it strikes me now. I wonder what each of you would think about it, but I'm so I'm just thinking this as it's coming out of my mouth, but. It sounds from your description like maybe the, the neo-pagan tradition is pulling in, in some respects in the opposite direction of the type of secular, what we, we sort of label secular kind of paganism or just, just secularism, which my, my sense is that the secular world at this juncture in history in our particular culture is becoming more and more and more abstract about absolutely everything. It's just abstractions layered on abstractions to the point of, you know, insanity almost, quite literally. And so the the draw, it sounds like, of the neo-paganism was to come back to the concrete. And and that's something that that as Orthodox Christians, we we would also affirm that kind of vector over and against this world to say, yeah, we do. We do need to be concrete, which is it was sort of interesting. I mean, it's, it, I'm just kind of thinking about the layers of connection, but but also difference between something like a neo pagan and just your average secular person walking down the street. You know, yeah. And sometimes you don't. There isn't much of a. I mean, it. Everybody, it, it's such a difference. Like it's a different thing. Um, some people t- take to neo paganism, and I would say, well, I shouldn't stereotype anybody, but some some people take to neo paganism because it's not organized. They say it's not organized. It's not. So they're not looking for the traditional groups necessarily. They're looking for something else that that they can do what they want. Uh, there's no, uh, you know, I came from, a, for example, somebody comes from a fundamentalist Christian background and they just can't take it anymore, and they they need something else, and they and they they really get drawn to earth based kind of ideas and spiritualities, and so they become a neo pagan because. And this I've known a couple of people that were like that. Um, over the years. And, and it was specifically because they, they, a, they might've been a woman and they thought their faith was completely denigrating of them because they were fundamentalist, like American, I don't know, fundamentalist kind of Christians. And they wanted something more because they're like, I'm a woman. I'm, I'm, I'm valued too. Right. And so they look to basically, I mean, a lot of neo, there are some neo-pagan spiritualities that are women's 
only things. Um, Wicca, Wicca, as I practiced it, didn't believe in that because there was this polarity between male and female, um, very sort of Kabbalistic kind of ideas, like the male was the force and the female was the formation of the manifestation of the force, you know, kind of thing. Not the force like in Star Wars, but, <laughs> but um, yeah. Um, so uh, there's lots of reasons why people would do it, but uh, I think to some degree you could say that about the abstraction versus concreteness, but, but then some people want neopaganism because they don't have to label anything. They don't, there's no dogmas. There's no, there's no specific set of rules they have to adhere to. So it works for them as an abstract thinking kind of person. So, yeah, I don't, it's, it's a really complicated question. <laughs> but that's right. So there, there is a kind of, <clears throat> it's like a couple of, couple of, there's a, uh, there's a, there's a polarity of different ways people might look to something that they might call paganism as a way of being kind of anti-Christian and one way, one way sort of anti-organized religion, I think. Yeah. Well, well, one way exacerbates that kind of uh, abstraction or, or sort of like extreme attempt at self-transcendence or whatever, almost, you know, not, you know, Gnostic or something. Um, But another is what, another is what kind of what you did, right. Which is us, which is like trying to, trying to recover natural rhythms like and actually wanting to be embedded in in something that felt more traditional than a lot of christianity does like i never i was never raised a christian we by the time uh we we were born my mom had basically said i'm done with this i mean she she was they were we were united protestants or they were and uh she just kind of was there was a, a thing she thought was scandalous and so she left anyway um and so um um, so we didn't have a faith. I went to a couple church services during my time at school. Prayer was still allowed at the beginning. So we always had the Lord's prayer every day and, and some Bible readings and things like that, you know, uh, wasn't until I was about nine, I think that Canada, uh, went along with the U S and, uh, took, took it away or Ontario did or whoever did. Um, so yeah, so, um, I had sort of a foundation, but it wasn't a, a, a full foundation um in in what christianity was i knew what the different holidays were and things and besides just the the commercial stuff but um and then when i was a you know teenager i f- found christianity kind of via the seventh day adventist camp that i went to i wasn't a seventh day adventist but i thought i should become a christian i felt that i should and then later i found catholicism because i th- there was a lot of i thought i wanted to be a nun at one point when i was 16 <laughs> I was like, oh, Catholics have nuns. Let's let's look at Catholics. Right? So, and, and then interestingly enough, when I was 16, I got to go to an Orthodox monastery with a friend of mine and um and the Dormition there in, in Michigan. And uh, Mother Gabriella is still there, and that's awesome. Cause I met her and I was just like, oh, she's cool. <laughs> but I thought Orthodox Christianity was sort of it was too big. I was like, this is so it's awesome, but it's so huge. I don't know if I can do it, you know, when I was 16. So, <laughs> so I went along my merry way and like too big of a pond. Is that what you mean? It, like yeah, it was, it was too much. Too, I just, the, the few services I went to, I was like, this is too, I don't know if I'm the right person <laughs> to be there. Like, it's like, whoa, it's so cool, but it's like, Maybe I should just look at it from the outside. I don't know what would happen if I jumped in the pool. <laughs> yeah, it was intense, I think, for me at 16. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, it's been a weird journey, like I, a cool journey, but a weird one. I Like I repented. I've repented of being a, a neo-pagan in terms of like idolatry and this, whatever sins you need to repent of for that. But, but I... Uh, I still feel like it was a necessary part of my journey in a weird way. Right. Like I, I'm, I, I'm sort of still on that note, like, you know, turning around in my mind, this notion of wildness. Yeah. Um, I, I because think you, I mean, you know, yeah, you, you, uh, right. So we, uh, whatever you're going to say, right. Immediacy, immediacy. Well, um, yeah, I, but it really feels like there's something about, the the 
like the incorporation of the, the mythological cycles, right? Like that to me, when, you know, hearing, hearing you speak and hearing what you, what attracted you to, you know, um, neo-pagan Wicca and, yeah. and then what made sense in the transition to, uh, in the move to, to orthodoxy and how Christ kind of fulfills all the things you know, winds up fulfilling all the things that you had sort of thought was attractive about it. Like part of that really is, you know, we do have <clears throat> our services are really, are really corporeal, right? Yeah. Uh, the yeah. sounds and the smells, but also, um, you, you know, the, the, the standing singing is extremely physical, but also that there, you know, there, those cyclic elements that you might like, like sort of microcosmically and macrocosmically, right? Cyclic in terms of like within a service, you know, we keep we keep returning to these litanies, right? Again and again, let us let us pray to the Lord. Um, I and, remember joking with a friend of mine about that, and I said, again and again and again and again and again and again. <laughs> Let us but complete our it, you know, let us it. complete our prayer to the Lord. You know, know we're five, getting to the end now, and there's yeah. still 15 minutes to go. Yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> you know, there's like there's those kinds of revolutions, but also, you know, very like the the one the the annual cycle, right? We have a very clear like the calendar is really well laid out, so that those you know those those liturgical rhythms on a given day also participate in these these larger annual uh calendrical rhythms yeah exactly well and if you if you take the monastic idea like that there's a daily cycle of services um which i don't pretend to you know do right i mean i'm supposed to i i have some vows that say i should do them i don't do them as much as i need to but um but yeah there there's a daily cycle of services you could do as a monastic especially tied to the sun right tied, tied they're tied to the, to, sun, to the sun tied to the sun tied to um in the western tradition you've got equinoxes and solstices are are they're called ember days they're sort of special um fasting kind of days stuck in the middle of that um i don't use that but it's there like it is there and so they decided they needed to do that i guess to maybe help with the pagan stuff maybe you know i don't know why they did that but uh, farming i mean it's it i mean well because we're not disconnected we're not disconnected, we're not disconnected. No. like the, the, the con the contrast is like of to, in was, my mind well go ahead yeah when i was a younger person and and a sort of a loose loose kind of western christian i'm not helping you guys i'm talking too much but <laughs> I think that's when why was, we invited you. Okay. But, but keep, I, I, keep, we we get to I, talk a lot on this yeah. show, you know. I'm just so excited. I'm just so excited. Okay. Um, when I was when I was um a Christian <clears throat> when I was in my twenties, I I thought of like everybody was telling me because of course there's sort of a feminist slant to a lot of university stuff. You know this. You're in it. Uh and everybody was telling me that Christianity basically repudiated nature, repudiated our bodies. Everything was spiritual, and if it wasn't spiritual, it's bad. Which is not true. If you if you look at the desert monks, it's not true. They 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 sort of See, complete the complete opposite of tra yeah. traditional Christian dogma. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But so. Um, I was like, but, but not necessarily of modern. I mean, in, in in fairness to that kind of a comment, I I think that there's a lot of truth to that among many Christians. But traditional, you know, Orthodox with a small O and capital O, Christian doctrine and dogma is the is the direct conscious opposite of that. Yeah, I mean, they showed me Ankrina Wissa, which is an Anglo-Saxon rule for anchoresses from the I don't know ninth or twelfth century, ninth ninth century, I think, and it was about you know treating your body as a castle. Well, okay. Maybe you have to do that as an anchoress, right? Because you're in this, you're walled up in this spot, and you're <laughs> you're an anchoress. But that's not what lay people were doing, right? So they showed me all this, you know, monkish stuff from from mid late medieval times, and I was like, well. Ugh, like what, what, where do I fit in here? I mean, there's Mary, but she's like, of course I had this whole idea of the immaculate conception, right? The whole special Mary thing, which she's special, but she's not in that sense, 
in our tradition of orthodoxy, like she's not specially conceived. She's conceived after many years of barrenness, like a lot of people, <laughs> right? She's not conceived like without sin, without original sin. We don't have original sin. I mean, that's a whole other can of worms, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and then I had, I had the whole, um, I was stuck with the Anselmian idea of atonement, which I didn't, I didn't understand. Like Christ is going to stand in front of us and take our punishment or take our licks for us. Like what? Like, I didn't like that. And so it wasn't Christ's fault. It was everybody else's. <laughs> and uh, so when I went to paganism, I was like, okay, you know, this is good. We, 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 because everybody does these things. Everybody is born. Everybody has sex. Everybody dies. Everybody um, is born from other people having sex, you know, and people that die become food for, for other life. I don't know. Like it was all, it all made sense to me because Christianity just wasn't making sense to me at the time. And again, I did, I did sort of say to, I did sort of say to myself, well, or I said to God, like, I can't follow you right now. I'm sorry. I actually apologized, <laughs> but I have to find something else. <laughs> I don't know if that many people have that kind of experience, but um, it doesn't seem typical to me, but like, I wasn't really mad at God. I was mad at me. Like, if if I can't see my way clear through all this junk that's in my way, then what business do I have being a Christian? I wrote a poem later as an Orthodox Christian that said, you know, to Mary, I, I said, uh, you know, mother, did you weep? Did you weep when I called out to the mother earth instead of to you? Like, did, did you, did you, I sort of was trying to work it out in my brain, you know, what, you know, <laughs> that sort of thing. Cause again, the Orthodox Christi Christianity has the Theotokos and I, I, um, I mean, she's the Theotokos, like she's there. She's not going anywhere. She's, She's there, and I like that. I'm. I, I need to have that in my life because I need to have. It's not feminine divine. I don't. I don't. She's. She's a saint of saints. That's what she is. Um, and she's our, 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 our abbess, as it were. You can call her right. Um, people talk about her that way. Um, but but she's the fem she's feminine. Like I need that. I just need a girl. <laughs> I need a girl in my life, man. <laughs> It's just nice. <laughs> yeah, like it seems like that like the theme is really like the searching for um the searching for a kind of a balance or comprehensivity maybe is even a better way to like there there's balance that comes with it but like you know, you know, you sort of leave a leave a kind of Christianity behind for its failure to to be, you know, like fully connected to the created order. And in some sense, like it, it's fail failure to be fully human, which is a kind of the, 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 the thing, one of the things that I keep coming back to in terms of describing orthodoxy, but, but also <clears throat> orthodoxy's relation to other, other religions. I mean, it's important that, you know, paganism in the, you know, the, and I, you know, I think about, I think about paganism, you know, in relation to my thinking about Augustine and all that, but even that paganism, it's not like, it's not, it's not, there's sort of nothing weird about it. It's really extremely human and doing, and doing those things and, and, and as the way they fall and become demonic and, um, and so forth, that's all also really, also really human, but like you need, you, there needs to be that kind of humanness to religion, right? That, that wasn't the problem with paganism right paganism is is like a very human thing to do and and orthodoxy in some sense needs to uh, you know is what it is because it also gives an account and gives a better account i think in the end of the human need for ritual and symbol yeah. and meaning and and cycles and 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 these kinds like, of things i consider that the reason that we do all this stuff in orthodox christianity is because in our fallen nature we are stupid people we're we're stupid we forget all the time we we always forget and we need to be reminded 8000 times a day because if we aren't we go somewhere else we miss the mark we 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 sin uh, right like and so so i like that i like that orthodox christianity says you're a sinner okay here's how to here's how to um be a person that's a sinner but also to 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 
you get rid of that slowly but surely through your lifetime sort of thing and 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 be uh brought into Christ more and more like so you're a sinner okay so what now 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 the work begins right it's not like you're a sinner and you're cast out forever it's okay you're a sinner cuz everyone's a sinner now here's this vineyard go and and pick some grapes like <laughs> and, and maybe that's something that modern secularism and neo-paganism are both not willing enough to say but we're we're out of time for the first half of this episode so uh i've got a couple questions for you in the second half about power and uh, c.s lewis that are both i think connected to what you're talking about here but uh we'll save that for uh, our patrons um sarah thank you so much for joining us well it's been fun yeah and uh, good to see you uh, as always greg as always dan so do please come over to patreon.com slash men among demons. Join us for the second half of this episode and all our episodes. Uh, we are very, very appreciative of your support and a huge thanks to all our existing patrons as well. And here's a little taste of what you'll get in the second half of today's episode. It's the ultimate center is you because it's a fallen. It's fallen. Of course, the ultimate center is you. That's what being fallen is. And and yeah, and it, if if we if I say the truth is within, there, there there is a degree to which that's true, but only insofar as Christ has taken on my nature. Is the truth is Christ? Yeah. So that's found within and without. Yeah, yeah. Whichever direction I look, if I if I look in that direction properly, there he is. But it's not me. And and for the neo pagan, it really is actually you. Yeah. Or is that unfair? I don't know. No, no, it's it's pretty much true. It it hope you, you hope it's your best you, but it's you. Okay, thanks, Sarah Greg. I'll see you both over there on the other side. Your support makes this podcast possible. Find us on Patreon at patreon.com/slash Men Among Demons for exclusive content and to join the conversation. 